It's time now for Pastor Lee Woods of the Flora Assembly of God Church, located at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. The Flora Assembly of God has Sunday school this morning at 930, the morning worship service at 1030. They have a 6 o'clock evening service tonight and a 7 o'clock Wednesday night Bible study. And now, here's Pastor Lee Woods. Praise the Lord. It's good to be with you this morning. We thank the Lord that we can be out here and uh, kind of a nice day, you know. It's uh, not too bad on temperature, and uh, in my own uh, feeling, I would hope it stayed that way. But uh, we're probably approaching winter, so anyway, we thank God that we can be with you this morning. Amen. So, um, you know, I, I noticed that the uh, the world is trying to make people feel good. Uh, to have happiness, to enjoy life. And they're trying to, I guess, to do it with, uh, with things. They, they want to sell this product, and, and if they can't uh, make you think that you might need it to bring joy to your life, uh, they're doing all kind of things, trying to um, bring, I guess, joy or happiness to you. Uh, there's only one way that we can have joy, that we can have happiness, is when we set our uh, hearts and minds upon God and begin to serve Him. And over in the book of Philippians, the uh, first chapter, uh, we'll be going uh, into that just a few moments here. The key thought in this, uh, uh, I guess, is is joy and rejoicing. In fact, joy and rejoicing are mentioned mentioned over and over in the fourth chapter, I think the 103 verses. Also, when uh, we uh, uh, must take note to how many times that Paul refers to the mind remembering and thoughts and different things like this. The, otherwise, uh, what, what I must say is the theme of Philippians is to be uh, Christ-minded, I guess you could say, that will bring joy into uh, our lives. Uh, and as we begin to look in the book of Philippians, uh, Paul, circumstances, I guess you say this, were anything but joyful. Uh, in fact, uh, let's read those uh, Philippians uh, verses 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 12, 13. But I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifested in all the palace and in all other places. Paul's uh, circumstances were anything but joyful. Uh, he had been uh, arrested and taken to Rome 
and was waiting for trial. And there was a division among the Christians there. And we see a lot of that today, but God help us. Amen. And then verse 15 and 16, read it uh, 15 through six, uh, 17. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one, the one preach Christ of continuances not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the others of love, knowing that I am set for the defiance of the gospel. So when we come down to, in fact, we probably see some of this today that, I mean, if you don't go to this church, you don't go to that church, you know, people are saying, you know, you you need to be, um, it's sad to say, but the most important, let me throw this in here, most important thing is that we turn our life over to God and do what the Word of God says, not what some organization, some church uh, tells you, but it's the, uh, we are not trying to build the church. We're trying to uh, get people into the kingdom of God because one day this world, as we know it, is going to pass away. And so in the midst of all these circumstances, Paul still yet had joy. Um, how? Uh, uh, let me ask a question. How can a man have joy when it seems he's being attacked from every side. Well, let me say this, uh, that Paul, the reason Paul had joy is that he had a single mind. I guess you could say single mind. And somebody might ask, what do you mean by that, Pastor Woods? Uh, Paul's concern was not for himself. And a lot of, lot of people and a lot of churches are more concerned about the church instead of about the individual. What, what Paul was talking about, his concern was a, about the gospel and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul mentioned um, the gospel five times in this, in this chapter. Uh, Paul had, I guess he had, a, had been... Uh, if Paul had been double-minded, I should say, he would have complained because life was so uncomfortable for him. Paul's joy uh, was not based on upon circumstances. And he goes on, he says, uh, the fellowship of the gospel was a source of his joy. Um, not We're not naming a church. He said to the fellowship of the gospel was a source of his joy. Uh, uh, to be in Christ, I guess you could say, and part of the Christian fellowship, uh, it brought joy to Paul's life, even though he was held in prison at, at this time. So um, if we go down and um, uh, let's, uh, I believe, read... Um, Let's read uh, verses 1 through 6. Let's see, hit that. Same chapter. Paul and Timothy, the servants yeah. of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, my God, upon every remembrance of you, 
always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which is has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, even as it is meant for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense of confirmation of the gospel, you all are the partakers of my grace. Otherwise, Paul was not thinking about himself. He was thinking about the saints at Philippi. Every memory, I guess you could say, was a blessing to Paul. As, you know, as he prayed uh, for them, he began to rejoice over their salvation and their growth. Uh, he, he knew of what Christ had uh, begun in them, in their lives, that he would actually complete, that God would complete. He says, in fact, he, for the, the Word of God says, he, for he's, uh, he says, I'm uh, Omega and the author and the finisher of faith. Otherwise, he knew uh, Hebrews 12, 2, which looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of, of, the, and of the throne of God. So Paul's reaching out to people's heart to let them know. The Philippian church was... Com- I guess you could say we're composed of a, kind of a mixed group of people, but they were bound together. Now, what I want you to listen to this. They were bound together by love. You think about that. Their theme, uh, I guess you could say, where they had different members, Lydia, who was... Uh, a wealthy person and, and a jailer, the slave, uh, um, and others, uh, mostly Gentiles, was there. But they had uh, uh, shared the gospel with Paul. Their hearts were united in love. And that's basically the thing, uh, whether you realize it or not. Uh, <laughs> if there's bickering or going on in a church, it's destroying everything that God wants to do. So the third thing I guess I could say in here, in verses 9 through 11, uh, Paul said, I have you in my prayers. Paul, let me say this, Paul always took time to pray for people. He could go on like this. His prayers um, were in the... uh, that they might live full lives. Um, He prayed that they might be full of love and discernment. Uh, He prayed that they might be faithful in their daily walk. Over and over, if, if you look at his prayers, he prayed that they might be fruitful in Christian service. Uh, Several things Paul put in his prayers. His prayers uh, was that they would mature in love and wisdom and in character. And so he comes on down. I could uh, 
actually look at this again. He says, he said, oh, the joy that will abound in our lives when we take upon ourselves the lives of others. Now you think about it. The reason you're here on this earth, the reason we are here on this earth is to reach out to people to bring joy in our lives, to be an example uh, like Jesus did when he walked the face of this earth. We are to be an example. And in turn, we are to actually win people, try to win people, not for uh, the, the Assembly of God church or the, uh, this church or that church. We are here to try to win people uh, to the kingdom of God so they, one day they, when the uh, rapture takes place, we go home to be with the Lord. And Paul said, Oh, the joy that will abound in our lives when we take upon ourselves the lives of others. Now you think about that. We are, we are here to re represent the Lord Jesus Christ. So we go on down a little bit further. He said in verse 12 through 13, uh, 12 through 19, he put Christ first. Christ must always be first in our lives. You hear what I'm saying? You've got to put Christ first, and then in turn, you'll reach out to other people. Uh, uh, let me say this. Um, he was bound at this time. Uh, uh, let me say this. is were, were the chains on his wrist, were they bonds of, of Christ? Uh, these were the bonds of Christ. They, these were not, I guess you could say, uh, they were not his enemies causing trouble. He was trying to win people to the Lord. And he was at the same time, we could, if we go through the book of Philippians in that chapter 1, you'll find that uh, he's actually representing the Lord Jesus Christ in every way. So it's, it's up to us, regardless of what we're going through, uh, to represent the Lord. Amen. For we must live uh, under the Lord Jesus Christ and be what he wants to do. Um, you mean, is, is it possible that he might die? Yes. I mean, he, he's been bound. He's, he's chained. But then he said that it will actually magnify the Lord in his death. Otherwise, when we take Christ in our, our circumstances, we will have joy. You, things won't, may not be going like you want them to go, but still yet, because you're serving and living for God, you're going to have joy. I, I believe that. Paul was not a prisoner of Rome. He was a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. You think about that. <clears throat> we are to represent, again, I go back to that, we are to represent the Lord. Paul was not a prisoner of Rome, he was a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Over and over, we should be caught up in the Lord Jesus Christ to be used for his glory. And in turn, we're going to have joy ourselves. Uh, actually, the soldiers that were bound to his wrist were not guards. They were souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul had, a, I guess you would say, a captive audience. <clears throat> Um, the, let me say this, a single-minded person does not let circumstances overcome him. He turns those circumstances into opportunities 
for the Lord Jesus Christ, that he might win people for the Lord. Uh, when we are in the book of Philippians, over and over, uh, we see that Paul wasn't selfish, he wasn't self-minded. Uh, let me say this, selfishness, selfishness, if we're here for ourselves, it will bleed uh, unhappiness. Selfishness will actually breed unhappiness. Paul had joy and he loved others. He prayed for others, he encouraged others, and he sought to bring joy to others. <clears throat> Sometimes I wonder if we, if our, uh, how could I say this, if we really love the Lord Jesus Christ, in turn, we're going to do our best to try to make others uh, love the Lord and we will try ourselves to represent God. <clears throat> you think about that. Paul longed to be with Christ, but more he longed to stay and help those believers to grow in Christ. I don't know about you, but that should be our goal. Paul put himself last. I wonder if we do that. His body was not his own. His future was not his own. His reputation was not his own. Putting ourselves first brings misery, and misery is spelled you, Jesus, and others. Joy is spelled Jesus, others, and you. Otherwise, Jesus comes first. So we go on. Paul tells us there's a battle to be fought uh, in the Christian life. And there are enemies that would attack us. So you come right down to it. It begins to uh, come back to us. And God wants us to be what he wants us to be in every way. When, when the battles come, and they will, Paul tells us that we are not standing alone. Uh, verse 27 says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come to see you or else to be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in the Spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Otherwise, it's a joy to know that there are others standing right along the side with us, reaching out to people. It's, it's a joy. Satan, let me say, is a great divider and a destroyer. Christ is a uniter and a builder. Paul, there's so much in that first chapter that Paul tells us in verse 28, we are on the winning side. And, uh, it, you know, the thing is, and that nothing terrifies us, but we're going to make it through regardless of what 
comes and what goes. Otherwise, Paul's saying, don't let every, uh, uh, now let me put it this way. Paul said, don't let the enemy frighten you. He knows he's losing the battle. You think about that. Are you winning? If you're on the Lord's side, you're a winner. If you're on the enemy's side, you're a loser. Because one day, uh, we're going to close here. One day, this life is going to be over. The rapture is going to take place. We're going to go home to be with the Lord. Then God's got his plan where he's going to set up his kingdom. And we thank God for that. Not in a certain church. God's going to set up his kingdom in the hearts of every believer that loves the God. Amen. So we're going to close there. Uh, and uh, we thank God that you are listening in. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt we put our life in God's hand. You're going to see him through. You're going to see yourself through, and you're going to one day see him. Amen. So we're going to pray. We thank God as you uh, reach out unto the Lord this morning. Um, I want you to think about this because um, if you're not standing with the Lord, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. I guarantee it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we reach out to you, knowing, O oh God, that you are on the throne. And Lord, uh, this world is seemingly uh, falling apart in a sense. But God, we know that your word is true. And one day, Father, we're going to be with you and we're going to live with you for eternity. So Father, reach out to those that are uh, not serving you, that uh, possibly have got their mindset that they would like to turn their life over to you. But Father, right now, uh, impress upon their heart and life because time is running out. And Father, we ask you and thank you for this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Lee Woods of the Flora Assembly of God Church, located at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. Sunday school is at 930 this morning. The morning worship service, including a children's service, is at 1030, a 6 o'clock evening service tonight, and a 7 o'clock Wednesday night Bible study. Oh